to the Economy Guy. This is Tom Harvey. I give you information and facts and some of my personal opinions on what's going on in the world economy today. Occasionally I'll go off on a little sidetrack, but I can assure you those sidetracks have important economic impacts on what's happening and what's happening with your money. I want you to have the ability to make great financial decisions and informed financial decisions. That's the purpose of today's and every day's podcast. It is Sunday, the 29th of November, and this is the Economy Guy coming to you one more time. So much fun and so many things going on in the world out there. Well, I'm just going to jump right into the economy. The, the, all the markets, and all the markets are going sideways, especially the stock market. It created a new high. The Dow went above 30,000, big number, but it fell back again, and it's been struggling trying to get back again above 30,000. It's at 29,700 or 800. It's close. Anyway, uh, it is going sideways still. No major breakouts. There was, was one very major change, and that is in gold. It did fall out the bottom of the trading range and has significantly fallen in value. So uh, from my perspective, it's a great buying opportunity for those of you who are interested. We will see. I still have more than a little bit of confidence in gold. Now, as you're all aware, uh, what's in the news that you see all the time out there? Well, there's the election. There's always the election going on and the fight back and forth between the two parties. And so be it. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, however, uh, also, there is the virus. It seems to be peaking higher, worser, terribler, awfuler, oh my godder. Uh, anyway, it seems to be bad. And... Uh, and it's interesting to note that uh, different people have a different approaches in it. And my observation is, uh, just watching the news, is that there's a significant number of people in the United States and in Europe who are sick and tired of having their lives ruined by politicians deciding that they can't do certain things like leave their house or whatever. I mean, what are the nuttiest things I've heard? Uh... New Mexico's closed grocery stores for a short time to help kill the virus. Um, that's amazing. It probably kill more a lot more people due to starvation. The uh, oh, how about this one? California is locking down the Los Angeles area. Disney beat them to the punch. They laid off. I think it's thirty-two thousand employees in Disneyland in Los Angeles while Disney World in Florida is open for business and all the employees are smiling. Uh, how do you explain that difference? One's open, one's closed? Uh, that's something for you to figure out. But it is uh, something's uh, hypocritical there, somewhere along the line. I do strongly believe that. So what am I going to talk to you about today? Well, I'm just going to get scientific and I'm going to talk to you about the virus. And so let's hit it straight on. There's a uh, scientific paper that has been published. And I'm going to give you the results of it. It's uh, short and to the point. 
uh, and, and, and so be it. Let's get into that now. So let's get right into it. This is a John Hopkins University publication paper that I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to spend some time on its uh, the importance and the verifieties, if you want to call it, of this study. It's a study of virus, of, the, of our coronavirus, on the U.S. death rate, and it uses the uh, Center for Disease Control, the CDC database. So it's a a very uh, accreditable, credible university using very credible data. I mean, it couldn't get any better from this, from a scientific viewpoint. I mean, that's as good as it gets. This is the gold standard for writing a scientific paper. That's where we are. Now, I have a, a spoiler alert for you right now. This paper was published by John Hopkins. And incidentally, that means this is not a fly-by-night paper. They're not going to publish something that they don't believe in. They did publish this paper. And after a while, it was deleted by John Hopkins. More on that later. But it's just a little spoiler alert on this paper. Let's talk about the author of the paper. The author was a uh, Genevieve Briand. And she is the assistant director of Applied Economics in the uh, master's program at John Hopkins University. A very reputable author of a paper. Someone who clearly can write a scientific paper and did do that, in fact. And since I'm sitting in the south of France, I can tell you that her name is actually Jean-Vierre Briand, but in English, Genevieve Briand. So be it. So, there we go. So, you've had your... Uh, Wonderful French lesson for the day. Okay, let's hit the facts. What did the paper, I'm going to dive right into this paper. What, what did the paper say? It studied the deaths, people that actually died in the United States for a six-month period between March of 2020 and September of 2020. That's pretty recent data, right? The total number of deaths in the United States was 1.7 million people, of which... 12% or roughly 200,000 of these people were attributable, their deaths were attributable to coronavirus. They were virus-related deaths. Well, let's look at those numbers again. 200,000 is 0.2 million. Okay, so 0.2 million were virus deaths and 1.5 million were other deaths. The total deaths were 1.7 million. That's the, that's the statistics. Those are the data. Very interesting data. Those are the numbers. It's nice to have that. And it doesn't mean a lot, but uh, it's important. What the author of the paper said is that the only way to understand what's going on with the deaths caused by virus is to compare it to the total U.S. deaths. That's why it starts the way it starts. So Genevieve here, she calculated the death rate. What is a death rate? The death rate is the number of deaths over a period of time. So how many people died in a six-month period? It's 1.7 million. That's the death rate. It's 1.7 million per six months. That's a death rate, a rate. It's like the speed of a car. So she calculated the death rate per eight different age categories 
Angie look at, at them before the virus hit and after the virus hit, so as to look at all possibilities. Why did she look at age categories? Well, we read in the papers all the time and here on the news that older people are vulnerable and they're dropping like flies, that the uh, virus is bumping off the old people, right? That's what we hear. What's the fact? What did she actually conclude? She concluded that the death rate, the number of people that die per day or per six months, whatever it is, the death rate for older people is the same before and after. What would you expect? What do you expect? Let's say you're, you're the listener of this podcast. What would you expect? If you're listening to the news and, and old people are being bumped off by the virus right and left, wouldn't you expect that there would be an increase in the death rate of older people? Well, it's not true. The death rate is the same. People are dying at the same rate as they did before the virus came. That's, that is the conclusion of one of the major conclusions of this study. So, uh, so an obvious question is, well, why is the virus, why are the virus deaths more for older people? I mean, what, why is it, is it uh, the virus killing off older people more than younger people? I mean, that's being told to us, right? And the answer is, is because more older people die than younger people. It's just the way it is. Nothing's really changed. They just attach to their name, oh, this was a COVID death. That's all. But the same number of people are dying. So isn't that fascinating and interesting? So no increase in the older people death rate. No increase in the number of older people's deaths. The total number of older people's deaths did not increase. Fascinating. Fascinating. The conclusion that she reached based on that, and I'm really hammering this point home, it's a little tedious, I understand that, is that the virus deaths are being over-exaggerated. That's a, that's a quote, a quote from the paper. The viral virus deaths, the COVID deaths, are being over-exaggerated. So let's get on with the second major analysis that Genevieve did to this. Uh, did you know that uh, most people die of heart disease in the United States? That's right, they do. Well, in 2020, in that six-month period of March to September of 2020, did you know that the number of deaths caused by the COVID virus was greater than the number of heart disease deaths? And the author thought that, that there was something fishy with this. Well, the word fishy is my word, okay? I want you to know I'm interjecting my my own vocabulary here. What I mean by fishy is she looked at the data and scratched her head and said, that's not what I would have expected. So she did an analysis of all that, of the data itself. And you know what the data told her and showed to her, the actual data? That the number of viral deaths increased and the number of all other deaths decreased by the same amount. Hmm. That was interesting. Now, see, what would you expect if the, what would you expect if you have a big virus comes along, it's going to kill a lot of people, but people are dying anyway. You would expect, hey, that the number of heart disease deaths would continue like it has. What's, what's changed, right? And on top of that, a whole bunch of people would die from the virus. 
So that both, in the, you know, you wouldn't expect a decrease in heart disease just because the virus came along. Well, that's interesting. Now, she does not get into what happened in the collecting the data here, but it's an interesting that one number went up, the other one number went down. The total remained the same. Remember that the first thing. She considers this, that there was a major misclassification of the deaths in the uh, virus environment. Second conclusion of that. And I think that's very important. And th those two conclusions are the entire study. And I think it's important for you to hear that. Why do I think that's important? Well, what are we hearing all the time? My God, if you step outside, you're going to die. Uh, I mean, that's an over-exaggeration, of course. But they don't want you to spread the disease. They don't want you to catch the disease. You want you to wear your mask. You want you to social distance. You want to have a lockdown. You stay in your house and you want to close things down so that you can't talk to other people. All of that's going on because of fear, massive fear that's being generated on the population. And what the study is saying is, hey, you shouldn't be afraid. Your chances of dying are the same as they were before. Basically, that's it. What you die from may be different, but your chances of dying are about the same. That's what she's saying. I mean, isn't that interesting? It, the, that's the bright spark that comes from this study for me. And that is, there's no reason to have fear here at all. So let's get on to the paper was removed by the Johns Hopkins University. Okay, it was. Because, and here's the important part, because it was being used to support false and dangerous inaccuracies about the coronavirus. Well, uh, I don't think I misrepresented the paper one bit, and I don't think I have supported any false or dangerous inaccuracies about the virus in my representation of the paper. So I kind of say, huh, to the John Hopkins. I question why it was actually pulled, but so be it. Was it actually misinformation? I doubt it. Well, that's it, folks. That's, that's all there is, uh, as a Bugs a Bunny would say. So, uh, and Wells, where's Elmer Fudd when you need him? I don't know. Okay, hey, one week from now, I'm going to be back, full of energy, having fun with everyone. Hopefully, there'll be a lot more economic news coming out, but... Hey, the economic world has kind of slowed down because of the virus and the election. But, you know, things continue happening. They really do. So have a great time this next week, and I'll be talking to you. Bye now. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. This is Tom Harvey, and I'm an investor and not a financial advisor. So understand that nothing in this podcast should be construed as advice or a solicitation to trade in any market. And I disclaim any responsibility for any negative effect of decisions made by listeners.